Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast's Life. My name is Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Tuesday, April 27th. 2021 and boy do we have a bunch of stuff to talk about here today you know not a huge day for news but there's definitely some fun and exciting things to chat about here today on the show but as always a little bit of housekeeping don't forget you can always follow me on twitter at mark turk m-a-r-k-t-u-r-c you can always email the show at the at gmail.com and if you would like to help support the show you can find the link down in the show notes down below and get access to our patron only discord that's right. You can get all the details over there and love the community we've built over there. Our Discord is fantastic. So if you want access to that, you can find that link down in the show notes. And of course, the monthly Patreon episode, which uh, we're recording a little bit of that tonight. Uh, you get access to that early, of course, as well, and have the chance to be on that. So if you would like more information on that, find that link down in the show notes and hit it there. So let's jump into some of the stories here today, guys. And first up, uh, we got word that this Thursday, uh, on April 29th, there's going to be a, a Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart State of Play coming out of Sony. And uh, we got a nice little trailer as well for this. Um, I got to tell you, man, this was a game I actually, I don't want to say I forgot was coming out, but like June is looking so packed right now. I think June 11th, this is dropping. So around that time, we're going to have uh, not only the new Final Fantasy remake drop uh, with that, uh, what do you want to call it, expansion DLC we're going to have uh, Elder Scrolls Blackwood out shortly right before that. We're going to have Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Um, I know there's another one that I'm thinking about too, but it just seems like June is really getting stacked uh, with a lot of games. But man, this gameplay really, really shows off the power of the PlayStation 5. I mean, this is one of the games that kind of blew everybody's minds, I think, when we first saw this uh, way back at that uh, reveal of the Sony PlayStation 5. And now seeing this again in action, even though it was somewhat of a cinematic trailer, I mean, the things we've been promised with this game and just kind of with the power of the PS5 is that what we see on screen there is what the game is going to look like. I mean, at one moment, at one point you see Ratchet kind of go over and he like swings his hammer and hits this like crystal and immediately you're in a new level. Like the game just kind of transforms and everything around him is immediately into this new level. The loading on these levels, jumping through these dimensions is just going to be incredible, absolutely incredible. Uh, we also got word about the new um, character that we saw on screen, that new Lombax. Uh, well, her name is Rivet, and uh, we got to see a little bit more of her. It says that she's a, a Lombax resistance fighter from another dimension where organic life is hunted by the evil emperor Nefarious. And uh, basically, we're going to control both Ratchet and Rivet kind of through this uh, world, kind of in this new dimension as they try to take down Nefarious. Uh, I'm assuming with Clank, of course, is going to be a part of of um, not only Ratchet, but we even see him on Rivet's back at one point. And uh, we do get kind of this new Nefarious city location and uh, kind of, like I said, all this kind of alternate dimension changing constantly kind of through the dimensions. Um, it looks great, man. This game is going to be so good. I mean, it literally looks like a Pixar movie come to life, right? It just looks incredible. Now, we also got... Um, some word of what a digital deluxe version uh, will come with. It comes with a bunch of different uh, skins for the characters. And the crazy thing is when you look at these skins, when I first looked at just a screenshot of it without knowing, <laughs> it almost looks like little action figures in the picture, almost like little Skylanders, if you want to say, you know, kind of in there. Like these are actually going to be little mini figures you're getting, but they're not. They're just skins within the game. Um, it's also going to come with a uh, full soundtrack you get a uh, digital art book, um, what, these five armor sets, 
and uh, some photo mode sticker pack because there is going to be a photo mode in this. And man, some of the photo mode stuff is going to be great. And remember, this is from Insomniac, who's put one of the best photo modes I think in any game ever in both Spider-Man games, the Miles Morales and just Spider-Man, you know, Marvel Spider-Man on PS4. And kudos to Insomniac. Here we are now. By this point, we'll be what seven months out from the release of the PS5, and they've dropped two. PS5 games, essentially. I mean, sure, you could say Miles was cross-gen, which it was, but this is the first true PlayStation 5 game. Now, Insomniac, of course, owned by Sony now, so, I mean, that that's kind of is what it is, um, but uh, just awesome that they've been able to kind of put, put those out. I mean, this game looks like it's going to be just as quality as Spider-Man, and, and so now here I am wanting to pick this up, but then i also probably going to be jumping into Blackwood, but then even, oh, that's the other game. So mid-May, I mean, it's kind of the beginning of May, like May 12th, we get Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which um, <laughs> we've seen a lot of previews here lately on that. And I don't know how many of you are picking it up. But I mean, if you've never played Mass Effect, please buy that game. Like, you need to play that story. You need to know what that story is. It's incredible. And there's going to be a lot of content. I mean, you're basically getting three games. And it's it's a wild ride. If you're into sci-fi, this is the ultimate sci-fi video game. Like, it's just incredible. Um, but, you know, I, I'm tempted to maybe not get it because I own all three games on PC, but in the same sense, like with the updates to the visuals and the updates they've done to the first game, which played very different than those other two, like I'm, I'm just going to have to get it. I just, I don't know if I'm going to have the time between that. And then like two weeks later getting Blackwood. And then a couple weeks after that, getting final fantasy and ratchet and clank, like where is their time? And even right now, just how stripped down my time is to play games with, you know, the new dog here, not having a ton of time to play. I mean, literally, my, my game time has been, or my days now, are I get up at 5 like I always did before. I chill with him for about 30, 40 minutes playing with him. He goes, takes, just kind of lays down in his bed, takes a little nap, or I don't know, he's just chilling out there right now. I come in here, record the podcast, maybe get a match or two of Halo in, go back out, play with him for a second, get ready for work. You know, kids and wife are on their way and, and you know, kind of doing their thing. I mean, my kids are still at home, so they're home with the dog. Um but that's my mornings. You know, I, I don't have a lot of time to play like I used to where it was get up and record the podcast and then an hour and a half of video game time, you know? So it's like, you know, first world problems, obviously, but where am I going to have the time to play through these games right now? I mean, I'm sure there's light at the end of the tunnel with the dog, of course, which things will get better in that case. But um, yeah, with, with all this stuff coming up, I, I just don't see it. But either way, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart looks incredible still. And I can't wait to see what they're going to show. It's going to be a 15-minute um, state of play. Really interested to see uh, what they're going to show at that. Now, another game that dropped a trailer yesterday that uh, we knew this trailer was coming, but we didn't really know what it was going to be was Apex Legends, which I actually had redownloaded on the Series X this past weekend and played a couple matches and was having fun. Uh, I kind of saw that Titanfall 2, I think, at a uh, FPS boost mode, and it just made me think like, oh, that's right, Apex Legends. I mean, I just haven't played it. Um, jumped in and played a couple matches, and it's cool, man. They, they got a new map in there, but this Legacy trailer, what they uh, showed off was it's this new mode, a permanent game mode, so this isn't going to be like a seasonal thing. It's a uh, 3v3 mode where basically you dip in. It's got all the characters, all the weapons, all that. You pick the, the legend you want to play as on your team, and it has kind of like a little starting area, almost kind of like Overwatch has, where they're kind of in this little like, you know, lobby space with your your teammates. Um, within there, there's also a way to buy weapons. So kind of like things like Valorant or Counter-Strike, you start with a certain amount of currency, depending on how you do in the game. And there's even currency kind of spread throughout the map when you play. You'll get more money to buy better weapons, better upgrades. And it essentially is a round base mode 
And the first team, I think it's, is it to three? But you have to win by two. And uh, it goes up to a max of nine rounds. That ninth round becomes a uh, sudden death. And you just go at it. And looks great. I mean, using the Apex Legends mechanics with revives and the skills that the heroes have. This is going to be a very tactical thing. You know, immediately someone hit me on Twitter. And, um, you know, this obviously is kind of the first thing that came to my mind as well as like Trials of Osiris and Destiny is 3v3. It's essentially this. Um, and I mean, I guess you can say in Destiny, your characters have abilities. But here, having the, all the legends available with all their suite of abilities um, is going to make things very interesting. I could see this being a very uh, interesting competitive esport to watch um, because, you know, it's going to kind of play into not only just the skill of the shooting and the, the gameplay in that end, but it kind of brings in even the strategy of like MOBAs, like what character are they picking and how are they uh, synergizing off each other, you know, which Apex already has that in the Battle Royale mode, but to have it in more of these intense, quick 3v3 round-based matches, um, I think it's going to be pretty neat. Uh, so uh, this comes out, I believe it's May 4th is when it's dropping. And, uh, you know, might, might get me to kind of, you know, dip into that and check it out. I mean, I've talked before how Trials isn't necessarily my thing, but then, you know, in the same sense, I have fun with games like Valorant, you know, so um, we'll see how this kind of plays out. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch just how the community accepts it. And like I said, the, the competitive side, uh, I think this will be a fun thing to watch, especially being 3v3, you know, with, with a game like Valorant, when it's 5v5, you have a lot more characters on screen or even Counter-Strike. It's kind of harder to watch as maybe somebody who isn't into the game as much and not knowing the maps and knowing the weapons, where when you slim it down a little bit and have a 3v3, um, I think this could be something that you could probably watch, is more watchable for someone that maybe doesn't play Apex Legends. Um, so I'm kind of interested to just kind of see how that uh, all plays out. Uh, one more gaming story here today. We got word from Capcom that they are releasing yet again the uh, Resident Evil Village final demo, which unfortunately I missed this, this last go-around, and partly because they put it out and it was only up for like, what, eight hours or something like that, but it is now coming to the Xbox, PlayStation, and the PC uh, this week beginning on May 1st at 8 p.m. Eastern, and uh, it's going to be available all the way till May 9th now. Originally, it was only going to be 24 hours, uh, but now it is going to be May 9th, and the game is set to launch. <laughs> There's another one set to launch, guys, on May 7th, so you are even going to get, even when the game is out, you can still dip in and play that, um, but it is a, a 24-hour uh, I'm sorry. It is a 60-minute uh, demo that's going to be available. And uh, if you didn't, if you missed it the first go around, definitely check it out. If you missed kind of that first, I don't, don't want to say proof of concept, but kind of that shorter demo they put out a couple months ago, dip in and check this out. I'm definitely interested in checking this demo out. Um, still on the fence about picking up the game, especially now, uh, basically for what I just explained, like just not having the time. This is a game I eventually would like to get to, though, because um, I did enjoy that first demo, and uh, you know I should definitely be able to find time for this demo. Um, but we'll see kind of, um, I don't know when, when I eventually maybe pick it up, but, uh, it definitely looked super cool and graphically, you know, running on the PS5. I actually, because I played the PS5 first demo, maybe I'll check this out on the series X and see how it runs over there. I mean, I'm sure, you know, digital foundry probably has a whole breakdown of all this to say kind of where, you know, where the better version is. Um, and it'll be interesting to see kind of if that carries over to the main game as well. Um, all right, let's move on from video games. And final story today, and I, I bring this up just because, you know, I remember Chris and I always talking about streaming services and, you know, kind of the cutting in the cord future and all that stuff. Well, this is kind of interesting. This is Roku basically letting its users know. Roku, you know, one of the biggest 
um, you know, install bases probably in the U.S. just because of, you know, the fact that it's built into so many televisions, plus they have their little Roku sticks and their boxes and all that. Um, letting users know via email on Monday that YouTube TV may be forced off the platform. So meaning if you have, if you're a subscriber to YouTube TV, you may just straight up lose YouTube TV on Roku. I know my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, they use YouTube TV. All their TVs have Roku's built in. And uh, yeah, I was talking to him yesterday, like, man, what, what's the deal here? Well, here's the situation. So, you know, originally you would see this and think, okay, well, there's got to be some sort of money, right? There's no money involved. That's the interesting part of it. And that's why I kind of bring this up was it's not that Roku doesn't want to pay enough or Google or I'm sorry, YouTube TV doesn't want to pay enough. You know, there isn't the exchange of money. It's the fact that Roku is saying that Google has asked them to do things that they don't see replicated on other platforms, uh, such as like creating a dedicated search Results row for YouTube within the Roku smart TV interface. So rather, you know, have a search bar, have one just specifically for YouTube. Roku doesn't want to do that. Um, also, I, I says it says uh, giving YouTube search results more prominent placement. Roku says Google also has required it to block search results from other streaming content providers while people are using the YouTube app on Roku system. So, you know, that's just more work for Roku. And they're like, why would we do that? Roku also says that um, uh, Google has asked them to favor YouTube music results from voice commands made on the Roku remote while the YouTube app is open, even if the person's music preference is set to other apps like Pandora or Spotify. So it's like, even if you say, hey, I'm a Spotify subscriber, if I say something on my remote, open, open it in Spotify, YouTube or Google is saying, no, 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 no. Just open it up in YouTube Music. Well, I mean, that that's crazy, right? Roku also says that Google has threatened to require Roku to use certain chipsets or memory cards that then, of course, will force Roku to increase the price of their product. So Roku basically, to me, kind of has, I guess, the higher ground here. I mean, these are two huge companies, obviously, right? But it just seems kind of weird. But then... On the flip side, YouTube says, unfortunately, Roku often engages in these type of tactics in their negotiations. We're disappointed. They choose to make baseless claims while we continue our ongoing negotiations. So Google just straight, or Google, Google, Google straight up denying it. And they said all of our work with them has been focused on ensuring a high quality and consistent experience for our viewers. We've made no request to access user data or interfere with search results. We hope we can resolve this for the sake of our mutual users. So if you take that for what it's worth, Everything Roku said could potentially be false. Who knows what's true here? Either way, I just think it's interesting that now we're to the point where you have things where, you know, when you subscribe to like cable and you have blackouts, right? Where, you know, um, TV services, like we still get it here. I mean, I we still have AT&T now uh, for our streaming television, but still you'll have like our local ABC station or NBC will be at odds with them and you have a blackout for a week or so or you even think about like even sports games and things will get blacked out or you know there's been times where like Nickelodeon and all the Paramount channels are gone that's kind of what this is but in the digital age um, kind of an interesting thing to see that kind of happening and you know who knows who's, who's going to come out on top here I mean you know either way I think even if you were a YouTube TV subscriber and Roku took you down. I think there's still a way to cast to that. So you can just cast from your phone. So I'm sure there's kind of workarounds for it. It's just, it's just frustrating, kind of pointless. Um, but, you know, if what Roku is saying is right, kind of, you know, shame on on Google for, for doing that. Like, you know, we understand you, Google. We're understanding how big you are, but you don't need to be, you know, kind of pushing, pushing them around and trying to have your results. But, but in the same sense, 
that's how Google's always been, right? That's just par for the course for Google when it comes to search results and, and just wanting to be on top. I mean, that's that's why they are on top, right? So I don't know, kind of interesting. Going to keep my eye on that. And uh, if you're interested, there's definitely a bunch of stories published yesterday about that. Uh, go check them out and kind of read up a little bit more on kind of the interesting side of that story. Well, guys, that's going to do it for me today. Uh, hopefully you have a good rest of your day. Hopefully we'll have some good stories to drop to talk about tomorrow. As always, remember, email me any topics, anything you're into right now, email me, theenthuselife at gmail.com. I'd love to bring your emails and topics here onto the show. Of course, you can always follow me on Twitter at Marturka, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And with that, everybody, have a great rest of your day. And until tomorrow, we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.